Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority this wonderful evening, afternoon for some of you. I am grateful to be back with you. And guess what? This is a great day to operate in your territory with authority through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ for God, the kingdom of God. I'm excited about what God is doing, how he is just resetting things, refocusing his people on what is important. And today we're going to talk about the importance of making sure you do not slip up. I am. Thank you for joining on today and invite you to come into this particular broadcast with an open mind to accept what God has allowed and is allowing in your life and to focus on the gifts that God has given you for the kingdom of God. You know, it's not just about you. It is about the kingdom of God. You do realize that this this warfare is not about just us, but it's about what God has put in us, has put in you. And so we need some things to make sure that we don't slip up. I'm telling you, tonight we're going to talk about I almost slipped. I am telling you, many of us, if not all, have been in this situation before. And so I want to make sure that we have the right tools, the necessities in order to make sure we don't slip up. And many of us are slipping up. I'm talking about those who are in Christ Jesus are slipping up because we focus on the wrong things because our mind isn't fixed on what God has for us for the kingdom of God and what he's doing through us and our purpose for being on this earth. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you and praise you. We acknowledge that you are God and beside you, there is none other. We thank you, O God, that you are Elohim. You are definitely El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. You reign over this whole earth, God. The universe is yours. You hold us up, God, in your hand, God. And we thank you, Lord, that you have created, that you have blessed us, God, to be your people. We thank you, oh God, that we are here to bring others to you. And so, God, we build up the kingdom of God, your kingdom, because your will be done, your way, God. It's your thoughts that we, you, we want, Father. It is about you. It is not about us, Father. Let us, God, decrease so that you can definitely increase in us, God, us empty out so that you can fill us up in the name of Jesus. We glorify you for being the bread of life, the bride, Father, 
the bridegroom, Lord. Thank you that we are the bride and you are the bridegroom. We thank you, oh God, that you are the creator of everything. You thank you that you're the deliverer, God. You're the everlasting father. You are our father. You're the good, good father. You're the great I am father. You are definitely El Shaddai. And God, you are Jehovah. You're Yahweh. Woo, my goodness. You are the one. You're the one, the reason that we live and move and have our being. There is none like you. God, there is nobody on earth. There never shall be, never was going to be like you, Father, because you are the true and the living God. Oh, no, you're not dead. You're still alive. You're still moving. You still reign over this earth. And no matter what happens, God, you have steadied our feet. And it's because of you, God, that we have a sure foundation. And we thank you that you are the rock. You are the rock of salvation in the name of Jesus. We honor you. We bless you and we praise you for being our God. Yes, God, we submit to your will and your way. We accept what you have, God, and we receive it and accept it in the name of Jesus. We honor the blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Oh, my goodness, people of God. God is so wonderful. He's great. I'm spending a lot of time with him over the last um, couple of weeks or so. And I honor God for who he is in my life. I bless him for what he is showing me, how he's taking me through, what he's doing with and through me. And so tonight or this afternoon for some of you, I want to go into the scripture and I want to read from New King James Version, Psalm 73. I'm probably going to read it in its entirety. So the the, the totality, <laughs> the total, um, I don't know why I say totality, but the total Psalm 73. And I want you to bear with me as I read a New King James Version. I may come back and do some things in the um, uh, New Living Translation, but I want you to get the um, the importance of it from a critical and more sound, I'm going to say it this way, more sound version, which is New King James Version or King James Version in its original um, format for us in the English language. And Psalm 73 says, truly God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Mm. Violence covers them like a garment. Mm. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth. Woo! Therefore his people return here and waters of a full, hear this, waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they saw and they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the most high? Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. 
For all day long, I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been in untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Woo! Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. (laughs) Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven? But you, and there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who who desert you for heraldry. Oh, harlotry, excuse me, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works and somebody ought to shout amen right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody ought to shout thank you right there. That's a moment for a hallelujah. That's a moment for praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I glorify you. Somebody ought to just give God praise for that right there that you can count on God. And no matter what, he's going to do the right thing because he's a righteous God. He is the everlasting father. He knows how to confound the wicked and demise, set them to a demise, not because of us, but because he is God and he wants to see you. Yes, you, his child. He wants to see you blessed. Oh, somebody just shout hallelujah. Somebody just give God praise right there. I feel glory just in reading that scripture. I feel a turnaround just for you and just reading that scripture. I feel like you're about to break through just because God has already set the wicked into a demise for their end. He's already said that you shall be the head You shall be the head and not the tail, that you are above and not beneath, that you are prosperous because you love him and you fear him. Somebody ought to give God a praise just for that right there. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, the wicked, the wicked, the wicked. I almost slipped. Listen, that's all I hear about people, what they're talking about now. The wicked, what what so-and-so is doing and what he did, what she said, how the man is doing this, um, how he's treating us, how they're treating me, what they what they said about me. Always thinking about what others are doing and saying. Always giving others a place in their face. 
allowing people to control my space and not considering that I had relinquished control of my life to someone who wasn't meant to even have that place. I'm talking about me. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. My focus was on what others were doing and not necessarily what I was doing and could do. I was messing up my whole life because of how I was letting others control my life. And they weren't even really concerned about me. That's the ironic thing. They weren't even concerned about me. They were just doing their thing because that's their life. Now, it may have something to do with me, but their real concern wasn't them. Their concern, their focus was really on what they could get out of what they were doing to me. So they didn't really care about me. They were just doing what they do while I was doing what I, while I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Did you catch that? They were doing what they were wanted to do while I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Talking to the saints of God. I almost lost. No, no, no. I, I almost gave up my life because of I was focusing on others. I almost slipped, y'all. I'm telling you the truth here. I almost slipped and this scripture brought me to the fact that I almost slipped up worried about other folk. And the truth is, many of us have lost our footing because we stayed focused on someone else that we can't even fulfill our own life's purpose. And you wonder why he created us. First of all, he created us to worship. But somebody told me this weekend in Pastor Erica McLaurin, McLaurin, she said we were created. And I believe this wholeheartedly because she reminded me that we were created to solve a problem. Every one of us, if you came to this earth, you were created to solve some type of problem. Now you have to figure out what that problem is. And so in this verse, I want to bring out. Um, a few different things about this verse. I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'll probably be, be talking about this for the next three to four weeks whenever I come on by myself, because this is this thing has brought so many things to life. But I want to start off with the fact that the scripture says in the beginning here that I almost slipped. He all, almost, the psalmist almost got caught up because it was worried well, about something else. But it starts off says, truly God is good to Israel. <laughs> Before you come to the fact of what your mess ups are, we have to acknowledge the fact that God, first of all, is good and he knows what he's doing and he is the deity. And so he is the God that controls everything. He's the great God. He's good to us. To such as them, though, he says, that have a pure, that are pure in heart. Mm -hmm. He says, good to Israel, but he defines it and says, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, I'm talking about me, my feet almost stumbled. Yeah, uh-huh. He's good to all of us that have, that are pure in heart. But I'm talking about me. I have, I messed up. I created something that shouldn't have been created because I almost slipped my steps. Every time I taken a step, I nearly stumbled and fell. Why? Because I was having some jealousy against those who were boasting and they weren't boasting in the Lord. 
I had, I had some jealousy because people were prospering and they weren't pure in heart. <laughs> this is what the psalmist says. And so how, how do we keep from slipping? How do we keep from getting to the place where we almost stumble and fall, not because of obstacles, but because of us, because of our mindset, because we lost focus. Uh, first of all, you got to know where you are going. If the only the only way you'll know you slipped up is because you have some direction. First of all, you have understand the place you are supposed to be going, understanding your purpose, understanding your destiny. Now, y'all know I've been talking about purpose on this broadcast for almost four years. And so go back if you need to understand purpose, find the thing that God has gifted you for, that he has allowed you a certain level of grace to do pretty much easily. People are telling you about it and then find out how you use that to fulfill your purpose, which is resolving a certain thing. If you're passionate about it, if it's something that really gets on your nerves, it's probably the thing, the thing that frustrates you the most. That's probably it. And so you have to utilize that. So I can't get into purpose because I want to talk about this. How do you know where you are going? The place is critical to know in order to know when you are off track. If you don't know your place and where you are going, you can never know that you are off track. It's about traction here. I'm going to tell you that first of all. It's about traction. Think of your the good, good shoes, sneakers when you're running. You have to have the good traction in it. So it has to, the makeup underneath, the sole has to be the right thing. Not only just the shoe itself and how it fits, but if you don't have, if you have a slippery sole, sole you're not going to get the right traction on the road you're supposed to take. And so the role that you're supposed to take is based on what God has purposed you to do. It's to help you keep you focused, to help you pay attention to where you're supposed to be. It should attract you. It's an attraction for you. It's the central point. It's the thing you need to concentrate on the most. If you're going to be focused, you have to have a concentration on it that can't be broken just by a whim, by a little blow of wind, a little rain, a little storm. You, In order to stay focused on it, your attention has to be keen and precise on where God says you are to go. I know many of you are asking, I don't even know where to go. Keep walking it out. Keep praying to him. Keep saying, keep hearing the voice of the Lord. Keep your focus on the word of God. He'll show you and put things in your path that will cause you to understand Oh my goodness, I need to do something. And every little step you take, I feel Bobby Brown. I believe God will be there for you and show you, put the right people in your path to show you what your track should be, in your lane should be, the road you need to travel in the name of Jesus. And you got to be able, listen. To keep from slipping, you have to be able to follow the instructions to where you are going. I know a lot of us don't like instructions, but if we can ever get to the point where we go and buy that 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 stand, that bookcase, 
that whatever, that bed frame, that we look at the instructions first to follow them so that we don't put something where it shouldn't be. I know you know how to put it together, but you can't put it together like the one who made it. You can't, you can't construct it the right way so that it won't fail. So it looks its best when, when you don't follow the instructions. Listen, people, God has given us instructions overall for our mission, but he has given you instructions for your particular purpose. And when you don't follow the guide, it's hard to get to the place that God has guided you to. Oh, why do we not want to look at the instructions? Because it causes us to stay. Oh my God. It causes us to stay in a place, in a certain place. And you want to jump to step number five, but you haven't gone through step number two, three, and four. And when you miss step two, three, and four, you miss the critical point in order to make the thing come together. If you ever miss a piece in a puzzle, you miss the whole picture. Oh, you're not. I hope you're hearing me. I hope you're hearing me. And so we have to yield to the instruction so we don't get diverted. We don't get off course. We see it's about the process, people. It's about the process. And if we don't get ourselves subjected to the process, we miss a critical piece in order to get to the place of prosperity and where God wants us. It's so critical for us to bow down to the process. Let me tell you, if you never go through that storm, you can never get to the place you want. Listen, you can start in 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 in, in Timbuktu and getting to a uh, uh, New York, but if you there may be a storm on the way. There may be some hills and some mountains. There may even be an accident. But if you don't continue to go through, then guess what? You're not going to get to that place. Yeah, you may get a detour every once in a while. It may seem like you have to slow down a little bit because the storm is too thick. You can't see where you, where you need to go. But if you don't slow down, woo, ha, ha, ha. If you don't slow down, you may get into an accident. So sometimes God puts things, allows things in our path to slow us down. But don't get discouraged. Don't give up on the process. Yield to it. Mm. Submit to it because in that point, at that point, God will teach you something, show you something that you couldn't have learned if you went on back. The problem is, oh, I'm getting so excited. The problem is we go back and we never get to the place, the destiny. And as a result, we miss out on the blessings of God through the process. Let me tell you about the process. Once you slow down in a storm because you can't see, you're going to have to trust sometimes. Oh my goodness. There's some places you can't stop. You have to, whoo, Lord have mercy. Let me tell you, people of God, there are some storms you have to just keep pressing through because the problem is the storm may be steady over the place that you got to go through. Oh, Jesus. It may not be a moving storm. And so if you stop in it, oh, God, if you stop in that storm, you'll never get through it. 
because I know it's rough. I know you can't see it, but somebody just say to yourself, I got to trust God through this process. I got to trust God through this storm because if I can make it through this storm, even though I'm going a little slow, I know on the other side, I'm going to have the victory and I'll be able to see clearly now. Woo! <laughs> and you'll be able to see clearly when you get through the storm. I, I remember on our way to Tennessee, driving from Tucson, Arizona, there came a bad storm. I don't remember if it was coming from Tennessee or if it was going to Tennessee, but we got into a bad storm on the road somewhere in somebody, I don't know, Oklahoma, top of Texas, I don't know where it was, but we got into a bad storm almost near Arkansas somewhere, I almost think, I don't know. And so this storm was so bad, we had to slow down. Woo, my goodness. But when we got onto the other side of the storm, I think it's coming back from Tennessee. When we got to the other side and we wanted, let me tell you something. The, the, it started hailing the wind. I felt like it was maybe some type of tornado that was happening. Then it was a hurricane. I don't know what it was. Just several things were happening. We had to slow down at a, it was a point we had to pull over for a few moments because it was too much for us, but then we decided to press on through the storm. When we got to the other side, there was sunshine, but no rain. Oh my God. And we could see clearly. I'm telling you, far distance. I'm telling you, miles out. And nothing was hindering our vision because we pressed through as far as we could go. Woo! Past the storm. Sometimes you got to pass through. You may have to go slow. You may even have to detour a little bit, but somehow get through. Woo, my goodness. And what we learned about that in that particular moment, we learned how to trust God through that storm as he told us to stop and go. Hear me? He did. There was a time we had to stop, but there, and we didn't stop long enough to just stay there. We kept it pushing. To, Say to yourself, keep it pushing, girl. Keep it pushing, boy. I got to get to the other side. I can't stay right here, but I got to get to the other side. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But you have to yield to the process and understand this is the time. This is the time for us to yield our ways, not your desires, not your own things that you want to accomplish. But what is God showing me? What is God telling me in this? And then listen, to keep from slipping, we have to know our team. You, you have a purpose. You, got the, you, 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 you may not have the full plan, but you know the destiny. And, and you got some instructions on what to do. You don't know the whole plan. He knows the plans, but you may not know the whole plan. But guess what? He will give you some instructions. Once you yield to those instructions, I don't care how crazy it is. I'm telling you, the craziest things that God told me to do that I did came in very lean times. And he, because if it had been during times that I was at my, the top of my game, I would have thought it was me, but it was God that showed up and did the miraculous out of my nothingness. You hear me? 
Do you hear what I'm saying? And so we have to depend on God, but and then you have to depend on him for your team. That means God will send the right people around you to fulfill the destiny that you that that you are supposed to be going to or getting to. It is critical for us not to focus on the wrong people. Many times we're talking about what everybody else is doing, but we're not focused on what God told us to do. Did you hear what I said? I said, we're not focused on what God told us to do. Let me just, let me just say this. When God speaks to us, I know sometimes it's hard to determine if it's him speaking, if it's the enemy speaking, and when it's us speaking. The only way to know this is to, for you to try it. And how do you try it? I'm not talking about taking the step on it necessarily. I'm trying to put it by trial and fire and start off by going to the scriptures to see if it aligns with what God says. Now, you may need some help with this if you're if you're starting new and fresh in this, but go to the scriptures and see if it lines up with something and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And the, the problem is we go to too many people first, and I, this is what I had to learn. We go to too many people first, and then we hear the voice of others when we miss God. When we miss God, when God wants you to do something, he wants to speak to you. Now, 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 if you can't get it right away and you have to go to someone, go to someone who knows God, who is concerned about your best, not concerned about you, but concerned about your best in ministry to go the path that God says. And the thing about it, they have to know God's voice themselves. It's hard when a person, I'm talking about me, it's hard when a person is struggling hearing God for themselves and then them to help you. Because if that person is not obedient, if I'm not obedient to God and what he's saying for my life in that moment, especially and in my season and in my and I have a and I have a period of, 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 of not obeying what God said to me, then I'm in disobedience. And how can disobedience, how can disobedience cultivate obedience? What, what? That's some crazy stuff to me. And so, let, so, so the voice of the Lord, listen, make sure it aligns up with his word and make sure God will show you. I'm telling you the Holy spirit, God is a gentleman and the Holy spirit has gentle persuasion power. And will allow you to try it, to test it out. I'm telling you what I know. The scriptures want you to test it out. Even in Malachi, prove me now. Malachi 3, prove me now. If I will not, he wants us to test him because he knows he's faithful. He's a faithful God. So test it out. And so when you hear the voice of the Lord following his instructions, knowing you have the right people, listen, I, it's important that you don't concentrate on those who are not doing the will of God. That means the wicked, those who are evil, <laughs> those who are morally bad in principle, and they practice moral evil. How do you know it doesn't line up with the word of God? I don't care if they're, oh, they're good people and sometimes they do good things. What is their heart condition like? What is the condition of their heart? 
Where, what is the condition of their soul? It, 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 it's not about just being what we think is a good person because truth of the matter is we don't really understand until the Holy Spirit shows us. And so what we're talking about is people. I, I, I was focusing at one time when I saw people doing wrong and they were just prospering. Now, this is my eyesight. First of all, I shouldn't have been looking with my eyes. It wasn't about that. It, it wasn't about that. It was about what God was telling me and not what somebody else said that God said. Now, there are times when God will speak to others and then tell me and it lines up with what he says. To confirm it. I said to confirm it. What God has already spoken. If you're in the spirit realm. If you're not too carnal. And you're in the spirit. And you're feeding the. You're feeding not. You're feeding your spirit. And not so your flesh. Because when you're fleshy. Something new can come to you. Because God wants to reveal something. But you better go ahead and test that thing out. Before you step. And if I say something to you, you better test it out. Because the Holy Spirit is above anything that anyone else says, but he will bring revelation through some people. Not focusing, not your concentration can't be on the wicked. It can't be on evil people that are constantly doing morally bad things. That's what's so wrong with, with most of us in the church today. We are focused on morally bad folk. Mischievous folk. They're supposed to be mischievous. They belong to Satan. <laughs> they play with maliciousness. They like playing, dibbling, dabbling in it. And our focus has become on them. That's when you know I'm almost slipping. I ain't focusing on the right thing. My attention has been drawn away from God. People that have a bad disposition. Listen, if it's a disposition, they're not in the right position. And especially if it's a bad disposition, they really far off. People that are ill-natured. What in the world are we doing focusing on people that have ill nature? Ill, sick in the mind. Their nature is to do bad. Their nature is to sin. Their nature is to be malicious. Their nature is to play around. Their nature is to lie. Their nature is to sin. We shouldn't be bothered by that when God has been good to Israel. Woo! Shall it be Thank you, Jesus. The right people the right people is who we need to focus on. Those are the people that will push you, whether they are your friend or your enemy. Listen, people, that even your enemies can be great for you. Woo, you better see that in the spirit realm. Your friend and your enemy is can be great for you. It all works for your good. <laughs> you just have to know who's who. That, that's the hard thing, knowing who's your friend and knowing who's your enemy. And don't conjure up something in your mind. God will show you and the fruit of their labor will show you who is who. 
Let me tell you something. And you can't, what happens with a lot of us, we start picturing things in our mind based on what we see in the natural. We have this whole played out scenario in our mind when it was never that in the first place. Because our mind and concentration has been focused on the wrong stuff and the wrong people and having the wrong people around us constantly. And so then we begin to gossip and then we begin not to go to God. We got to get the vice of everybody. What are you doing? That is not what God called us to do. There's advice of a counsel who gives good counsel. But it's the right people, your right team. And we have to trust God through that process. Let me tell you something. My um, my friend's sister gave me this um, um, when I kind of discussed this a little bit about her. I want to help us right here. Because even the right people can frustrate us <laughs> when we're getting to our destination. Even the right people will frustrate us. So what do we do when those people frustrate us? We trust God anyhow. They can be the right people, but sometimes say the wrong things. The right people can also do the wrong things at times. Because guess what? It's not about the right people as so much it is about God and how he brings us together. We can't put our trust in the people. That, that, that's what I had to learn. You can't put your trust in the people. The only place our trust belongs is in God because he never fails. He never does wrong. He can only do great. He can only do good because he created. He knows the end from the beginning. He sees everything in between. He already knows the plan. So why wouldn't we trust God when we get frustrated, frustrated with things, frustrated with people, frustrated with ourselves, frustrated. That's what causes us sometimes to slip up because we lose our concentration on the right things. Know your team. Finally, steady the course. When you understand where you are going and you begin to follow the instructions and I begin to follow the instructions and yield to those instructions and focus on the path that God has us. Keep my attention. I stay attracted to where God has me. You know, when you find somebody that you're attracted to, I'm attracted to my husband. And every time I see him, even though he be me acting kind of ugly sometimes, I know where God is taking us. And so I have to, I stay attracted to him. I said, oh, you so fine. And he can have crusty eyes, but oh, baby, you look so good. Now you deal with it how you want to deal with it. That's how I deal with it. I stay attracted to it because I want the thing to work out. I stay focused on it because I know, I know if God works with us and where we're supposed to be going, where I know that he has shown us, I need to stay attracted to the thing and it's going to take place. So I have to yield to the instructions, which is oftentimes takes us through the process all the time. There's a process, not oftentimes. And then knowing who's supposed to be around. I have made up in my mind. I only want the right people around. 
Listen, if you don't want to deal with me, so be it. Go to where you're supposed to be. I have understood the right people around me will never, listen, will never, will never go against what God said. Let me, let me, let me, let me correct that. The right people around me will understand what God says. And even if they go against what God says, I know for this season that what God is doing, I know that I have to put my trust in him. I know that I have to make sure therefore that time even if they do something that is not supposed to, I got to learn what God is saying through what they're saying. I got to learn what God is saying through what they're doing, but they may not, it may not seem like the right thing, but we can't look at this thing with the natural. We got to look at it in the spirit. And so I know that God's going to have the right people around me to push me. And so even if they do something wrong, doesn't necessarily negate that that's what I need for that time. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense because I had to come to the revelation that my enemies will make uh, are my footstool and make me go higher. And so I have to steady the course. It means not giving up. It means being firmly placed, being stable in, in our position. I, I think about it as equilibrium. The equilibrium, equilibrium is right, that we have the right balance. <laughs> we have the right balance. We have good balance between, I want to talk about this one second. We have good balance between our, the power of influence. Many people move up and their equi- equilibrium is off because they under understand they under they don't under under they don't understand their 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 power of influence and they don't know how to operate in that power of influence and so they begin to twist <laughs> but they begin to turn in ways and things and situations that are not of God and as a result, they come under a demonic power and no longer the power of God. Woo! Y'all wanna, I want y'all to hear me on this because if you don't understand your power of influence and have some type of balance in it, then you get, then you oh, 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 overt the, the enemies. I hope that's the word, the, the, the plan of God and what you're supposed to do in, 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 in a particular situation. And so we have to have some balance emotionally, balance in our, in our stability, balance in our confidence, balance in our influence of people and places and things. What does that look like? We fear God. We acknowledge God in all situations and things. We don't think it's us. It, we don't put us above what God says. And when we when we we become prideful, hear me on this. When we become prideful, we start operating as the wicked and we don't even realize we have now done this playfully, maliciously. Woo, my God, because the enemy is very sneaky in how he does things. He will allow us to think we're right when we're wrong. Oh my God, help us, help Holy Ghost, help Holy Ghost. And so we have to have a certain level of balance in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. I bless God. I bless God.
Thank you, Jesus. I want us not to be tempted by what the enemy is showing us, that the devil shows us, because God can use even that. And so why does God allow the wicked to prosper? Why does God allow evil people to do things and and we think they're getting over? Because everything's in the plan. Because everything's in the plan. I don't know all the details of it, but it causes me to still do right. So somebody can see the difference between right and good. If everybody was good, that's, that's all we would know. That's all we would know. We wouldn't understand the difference because an evil already happened when, you know, Adam and Eve ate the, ate the fruit. Some people say apple, but whatever, the fruit. And so he allows these things to show us what he is going to do to help us stay focused. It's all in the plan. Now, we don't have to know everything about the plan. We just have to follow the instructions and know who is supposed to be around us and when. And and hear this. The right people are there when they're supposed to be. I didn't say they were all righteous people. There are some people that are around us that may not even understand God. That doesn't mean they're wicked. But even if they're wicked, God said that the the treasures of the wicked are laid up for the righteous. So wicked people, you can send some money in to me, to my PayPal account. I'm good with that. Send it in. Fund me so that I can send the gospel to all the other parts of the earth. I'm good with that. Send it. I want it. Say that you you, you sent some money to me. Hallelujah. Because I know what's going to happen with it. And it's not for my glory. It's for the glory of God through Jesus Christ. So don't be tempted about what the devil shows us. How do we almost slip? We get prideful. How do we almost slip? Because we focus on the wrong things. We have to focus on what what God said that we are supposed to do. Our concentration, we have to stay attracted to it. How do you stay attracted to it? By constantly moving toward it. By, By constantly speaking to it. By constantly talking about it. And say, oh God, but God has put me on this earth to ensure that so-and-so receives Jesus Christ, for so-and-so to hear the gospel, for so-and-so to become this, for so-and-so to do that. God has put me on this earth so there will be no fear in this area. God has put me on this earth so that I can do some things at my job that nobody else can do, so I can grow up leaders, so that I can make sure the homeless are taken care of, so I can make sure the sick are visited, so I can make sure the lawns of the Elderly are taken care of so I can make sure there's some people that don't have anybody that, that they'll have somebody so I can take care of a child that has been orphaned. God has put me on this earth so I can encourage somebody so I can help somebody else fulfill their ministry. God has put me on this earth to ensure no danger comes against this preacher and that preacher and this pastor and that pastor. God has put me on this earth to make sure and take care of my elderly brother or my 
my elderly sister, my mom, my dad, my auntie, my uncle. God has put me on this earth so I can birth out the next Moses. God has put me on this earth so I can birth out the next the next Mother Teresa. God has put me on this earth so I can birth out the next Paul. God has put me on this earth so I can take care of households. God has put me on the earth so I can transform the minds of the wicked. God has put me on this earth so I can transform the minds of those who don't even know the gospel from right or wrong. God has put me on the earth so I can invent things. You gotta know who, what God has put you on this earth for so that you can so that you can stay focused and you won't slip up with what other people are doing and thinking do you matter of fact you'll begin to applaud them because you know the end oh my goodness because if you on your path we can't we can't spend as much time on somebody else's path now, will the paths kind of cross? Maybe they'll link up. Yes, I'm going to link up with some and help them in their ministry. I'll never lose track of what God is doing in my life. Woo, hallelujah. That's why he's given us so many different gifts. That's why he's given all of us a, a gift to do something that is particularly handsome for our life. <laughs> I said handsome for our life. What am I saying? I'm saying it looks good on you, baby. This looks well on you. It don't look good on the next person, but this one, because it was made for you, it looks really good. It's attracting on you. It makes me, draws me to you because you're in the will of God and you're not focused on everybody else. If we were focused on what God sent us here to do, I guarantee you, we wouldn't have all the jealousy. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to be envious. We don't have to be talking about everyone else because we'll focus on what God wants us to focus on. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you get something out of it. It looks good on you, baby, but it's yours. It's God's get God. It's God's given to you. So that makes it yours. And it looks good on you, baby. Don't slip up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Have a sure foundation. When you have stability, when you have the right equilibrium, you stay on the course and your feet have the right traction. So put the right shoes on. Stay in the stay in the right shoes. You hear me? Stay in the right shoes. Your shoes and your lane because your lane was designed for your shoes. Oh, did y'all hear me? I said your lane was designed for your shoes. And if you have the right shoes operating in the right gifts, in the right space, in the right time, in the right place, on the right road, you're going to get to the destination. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you and praise you. Thank you, oh God, that we don't have to slip up, God. Help us to stay focused, God. Help us to stay focused. Help us to stay focused, Father. We thank you for this, for this initial part to help us not to slip up, God. We want to stay in your path. We want to stay in your will. I thank you, oh God, for every single person that hears this on this particular day, whatever day they're hearing this, God, that their feet don't slip. Mm-mm. Don't let them get focused because the enemy wants our minds taken off of what you have us here to do. But Lord, put the right people around them. Lord, give them the plan. Yes, Lord, the instructions. 
And Lord, you help them to walk out the plan. And Father, I pray for obedient spirit to the instructions. No more of what I think, but more of what God says. Mm -hmm. And more of what you said, God. And more of what how we align ourselves the right way, Father. And so we don't have all this stuff to, to detract us. And God, for leaders, Father, that they will have the mindset of everyone has a purpose and a plan, Father, and that we will support, God, what you said and what only you say, not considering what we want, Father, but considering what you say. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I, I honor and bless God. Thank you all for joining me on tonight. I didn't say it, but my name is Reverend Dancia Jones Morris. Reverend Dancia Morris, or just D, or just Dancia, whatever you want to call me. Listen, I appreciate you all for joining on this in this broadcast. I pray that you follow me on Facebook, Dancia Jones Morris. Follow me. My website's being revamped, landministries.com. Please go there. There are some things that are being posted there, and some per product that only that that you can purchase only through that particular site coming up soon. I thank you, and God bless you. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. Praise God.